What's up, guys? Welcome back to the That's Kind of Mid podcast. I'm Sam. This is Bri. What's up, guys? And uh, this is only our second episode, so if you guys are just joining in, we are doing this podcast just to talk about movies, TV shows, video games, just, you know, a bunch of nerdy stuff. And uh, That's news. kind of our goal here. We usually do news oh, yeah. before we talk about the actual subject of the episode, but we do have timestamps in the description if you would like to jump around. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess before we get into the episode, Brighton, what type of news do we got? Um, It looks like... Ant-Man is going to be one of the first Marvel movies without an excuse, I should say, without like COVID or any type of uh, rewrites or anything to not break even. I think it's only going to eye like a 400 to 500 million run. And the movie's box off or movie's uh, budget, I should say, was about 200 and something million, but you got to double it for marketing. And so it's not really looking good for Ant-Man. And I I honestly don't know why. Like, I know a lot of people had problems with it, but it kind of just, like, it still felt like a crowd-pleaser movie, you know? Yeah, I mean... Like, I mean, we talked about last week. It wasn't just the greatest movie I've ever seen, but I think what hurts it is that Ant-Man is on the title. So not that that necessarily steers people away, but I don't think that really tries, really reels people in. He's not one of the more popular yeah, uh, yeah. Marvel superheroes. I think their big on problem... On the movie not being insane. Sorry. I think their big problem is, if you look at the budget for the other movies... And the box office returns. It's about around this range. It's like uh, it's four hundred to five million, but their budget was a lot smaller. And I think they tried to go all out because okay. he was very like popular character in Endgame. But just it, I think it's like the Hulk. Like I don't think a Hulk movie would make that much, even though people love him and other stuff. You know? That's fair. I don't know. I just I mean, if you were to ask everybody, like name Marvel superheroes, Ant Man's not gonna be like one of the first ones listed, and I think that kind of hurts anything that has ant-man title to it not that i think he has bad movies i like his movies but you know what i'm saying like ant-man one and two like are some of the more forgettable mcu movies even though they're in my opinion good they're fun like i watched ant-man one uh last weekend and like it's still fun but it's Mm -hmm. like i hadn't watched ant-man one in forever because it's like oh that's a movie and it's the same with ant-man and the wasp yeah especially since it comes out it came out right after Infinity War, which feels weird. <laughs> yeah, like it does, especially my big problem with that movie was you spend the whole movie getting Janet back and then the post credit scene, she just dies because of the dust. She's thing. gone. I was like, oh, damn, <laughs> rip them. Nah, it is the blip. It was the blip. Sorry, the blip. That is such a, a cool name. Yes. And uh, we also had episode one of season three mando aired people who didn't watch yes last wednesday yeah it was last wednesday people who didn't watch boba fett are gonna be so confused because even in the recap they don't recap anything really from boba fett to explain how grogu's back yeah which i guess they kind of just assume people will watch it but like star wars has never been this like marvel property where you watch everything you can kind of just a la carte it you know, if you Mando interest, you watch mm-hmm. that. But like, and I know some people were not impressed with the first few episodes of Boba Fett. And I don't know if they would have stuck through the series to get to the, the Mando season 2.5 at the end, you know? <laughs> I uh, I mean, I don't know. It does suck for the people who, I guess, never watched Boba Fett and just watched Mando and didn't get to see that. But uh, I guess if that's any of you guys, it's like the second to last episode of Boba Fett. It is in my opinion, and pretty much everyone's opinion, the best episode of Boba Fett, mainly because it's a Mando episode. It's also like one of the best Mando episodes. Not that Boba episodes. Fett's bad, but 
Well, it's because Mando's mm-hmm. parts are just too good, and it just really detracts from the entire show because it makes the parts where Boba Fett's not in it are usually the best. Mm-hmm. Which sucks. I don't know. I thought the show was pretty good, but I mean, the Mando episode obviously stuck out, and I thought the premiere was pretty good. I mean, it was some stereotypical Mando stuff. Not to spoil anything, I guess, if anyone hasn't watched it yet, but uh, you mean they land on a like planet and then get a else. side quest, and then they have to go to a new planet? And then do that side quest. Yes. Uh, I still love it, though. I still and love I, it. <laughs> and once we get to the final episode, then we'll actually get to do the main quest stuff. Yeah, yeah. But that's what we're here for. That's what we love. So I have nothing against that. They probably could have done all three and of then... these seasons in, like, one if they didn't do the, the side quest stuff. But also, like, Star Wars stuff, I uh, read the day that they canceled, like, three Star Wars movies. There was going to be a Kevin Feige uh, either written or directed star wars movie and that's just not happening i heard anymore. about that i don't know why <laughs> but anytime star wars announces something you just have to take it as this probably isn't going to happen but it's a cool idea yeah star wars just i mean i guess it's kind of been like this for a while but it feels like it's only been like more prevalent as of late but it's just so much star wars is just hit or miss like the only things like post disney that everyone as a consensus loves is mando and rogue one i think that's it and i think everyone kind of likes solo too well but... disney did allow uh clone war season seven to happen let's not forget they did that's but, also fair but huge. but they also canceled clone wars back in the day so <laughs> <laughs> take with it as you uh, give them as much of that as you want but um it's just like it feels like Star Wars, they only let the stuff John Favreau and Dave Filoni go forward. Like, that's the only stuff that they're letting happen. And it, it kind of sucks because also, interesting thing I heard the other day, I completely forgot about this until now. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr., who played one of the main characters in Star Wars Rebels, since he's no longer a part, like Star Wars Rebels is over. Um, he was just talking about it. Cool. And Dave Filoni actually directed a lot of the reshoots for Rogue One. And Rogue One got a lot of reshoots where you could probably say it was a Dave Filoni movie. Yeah. So yeah, it really only seems like they're <clears throat> pushing Dave Filoni stuff, which is good and yeah. bad. But, oh well. I mean, looking back at the stuff, because, I mean, heck, there hasn't been a Star Wars movie since, I mean, Episode Nine, which we all we all know how good that one was. And, it, uh... it has its fans, I guess. I've never met any of them, <laughs> but it does. And then, like, the tv shows i mean obviously mando's a massive dub but like other than that i think obi-wan was really good but like andor was kind of okay boba fett was a little bit better than okay i mean like we're gonna get a lot of hate for calling andor okay i don't necessarily think it's bad i thought andor had a lot of good points it's just the story went nowhere in my opinion like it felt like it could have just my it didn't add a lot to rogue one my problem with andor is i like that star wars is trying to get into like this they did something to say they did like prestige tv but like I personally like Star Wars for more of the you sit down for like an hour or two and you just have a really fun time. Like most like most of the movies are just fun. You know, Mando, it's 30 minutes of fun. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I like. I'm glad that people can get like more seriousness out of Star Wars, but I'm not the biggest fan of that. And I really had to force myself to watch Andor. And that was my big problem with it. I don't know. I also thought there was a lot of there was a lot of focus away from Andor, which I didn't think was that great. Because, like, all the prison stuff I thought was awesome with him and Andy Serkis. Yeah, that was awesome. But I don't know. Like, I thought it was good, but it just 
I, there was a lot of moments I found myself bored. Yeah, that's but same. some some uh, other news. Hopefully, this is true. To me, this is a massive W. If this is true, IGN posted that reportedly John Barenthal will be making an appearance in the new Daredevil series coming out next year. This is a massive dub. He better. He is one of... Just keep all of the Defenders. Like, Finn Jones, you know, I know his show wasn't the best, but it would suck for him if everybody got to come yeah. back as their roles and he didn't get to come back as Iron Fist because I could see a redemption coming out of this because everybody else was cast perfectly. Watching After watching the first season of Iron Fist which is all I've watched, unfortunately. Well, I don't know. That might be fortunately. But uh, watching that in Defenders, it shows, they showed how you can screw up a lot of aspects of his character in his show. But in Defenders, he is cool. Like, I... He's just this likable guy. He has cool fight scenes that he doesn't have in his show. I think if, I think the actor was just given shitty lines. Also, I think he has potential. It doesn't I don't have help. anything against the actor. I just think his show kind of sucked. It doesn't help for his show that they didn't choreograph any fight scenes. They just did it on the day. And you can really tell. And in a show about a martial artist, mm -hmm. plus it's, it's failure. Like, I don't, I don't see how they thought that went through. I think they were just rushing to get to Defenders. <laughs> Probably. That's the thing Personally. I was... I, I love Daredevil season one and two and love Jessica Jones season one. And like, that's what really made me hype for Defenders. So I can definitely see them just trying to get to it as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. But I have not watched the Punisher series. I have watched him in Daredevil season two, though. And that man is an amazing Punisher. And I would love to see him in the MCU. And I think that's the general consensus. I would be very surprised if Punisher were to come into the MCU and it not be John Burnthal. Get him the in the Midnight down Suns to play him, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, he is. Who wouldn't be? That's just free money, basically. Like, get him in the Midnight Suns movie, if they're making it, and they better be. <laughs> and uh, it was, we also have TMNT trailer. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Yeah, it's Thoughts? Seth Rogen. Dude, listen, the only um, TMNT movies that we've had other than the old 90s ones, which are, they're they're good for the time. I'll say, I'll just say it. They're good. They're fun watches. You know what isn't fun watches? The Michael Bay ones. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> what is up with Michael Bay and taking beloved childhood cartoons, bringing them to live action, shoving Megan Fox in them, and then butchering them? I don't get it. I literally did not Dude. get it bro seven-year-old me loved transformers bro i don't now i will say the last time i watched it i probably was like seven so i could have differing opinions listen but they're very just turn off i, your I understand where you're it. coming from now i may be a little bit you know like i love transformers and teenage mutant ninja turtles and so i may be a little biased in calling them just like utter dog shit but like to me they are like they're so bad like but they're a bad i can watch now that i've gotten past the initial like uh of it like i i enjoy uh, the Dark Side of the Moon, which I think is the third one. I enjoy that one, but I'm not going to come out here and, like, I don't watch it often. I watch the cartoons pretty often, but I've only seen his uh, Teenage Mutant... Oh, sorry. What were you saying? Uh, well, I was just going to say my favorite line from Transformers is whenever Optimus Prime said he'd kill them all. How do I you... thought that really stayed true to his character. If you watch the cartoons, how can you write that line at all? I don't get... I, I get mad thinking about his his especially his depiction of optimus but also the constant bumblebee radio shit i it was fun in the first movie get rid of he got his <laughs> voice back at the end of the first movie and then in the second movie 
his voice suddenly doesn't work again. Ugh. Yeah. It takes all the emotion. What, what does Bumblebee do now if he talked like that? To, like, Does he shuffle through radio still, or does he shuffle through podcasts? I guess. He, I don't know, but like, it takes all... You can have such emotion out of these characters, but if Bumblebee's only thing is to talk through songs and talk shows, it takes all of that away. And also, yeah. I'm not hating on Bumblebee. But who decided he was the main character? I, who decided Shia LaBeouf was the main character? I tell you, the the studio who didn't want to spend that much money. That's who. I, uh, they, I don't know. But to reel it back to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, after watching the trailer, it looks fun. It gives me Spider-Verse vibes. The animation certainly does give me Spider-Verse vibes. They're kind of like jittery. And it just looks mm. fun. I mean, it's got Paul Rudd, Ice Cube, uh, John Cena, Jackie Chan. <laughs> Pretty sure Dylan O'Brien yes. was in there from Maze Runner. Like it's there is a lot of stuff in this movie, and the fact that it's made by Seth Rogen, who is a very prominent Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan, and just the look and vibe of the movie, it hits it right on the head, dude. It looks like so much fun. I cannot. I I went from knowing nothing about this movie to being absolutely hyped for it. I cannot wait. Well. You ready Ready to hop straight in? So this week we are covering to... Destiny 2 Lightfall. Now, I know Destiny um, still has like negative press from 2014 whenever the first game came out, but it, it's good now. Trust me, it is good. Uh, no, Sam, it's not. Don't listen to him. It's ass. <laughs> I'll just ask you, since nah, I'm, I'm more of the Destiny fan, what did you think yeah. of Lightfall? Okay, so I guess to give you guys some context on my Destiny experience, I really haven't didn't start playing it until a few months ago and brighton obviously got me into it and i played witch queen first which i mean if anyone here has played destiny they know that that was amazing and i completely agree i was blown away so my expectations going in were i guess kind of expecting another witch queen because i mean like that's all i've seen but when i went to play it 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 wasn't as good as witch queen but i will say it felt like a lot of setup which i think could lead to something as good as Witch Queen in the future. But overall, I would say Lightfall was really good. It seemed like a fun story. It, it was short. It was good. I had no problems with it. So I'm going to flip it on the head there. I did actually have some problems with it. But if any of you guys have seen anything about Destiny, I mean, surely you're interested if you're listening to this episode. But the community is not necessarily the happiest with this expansion. And I can see why in some regards, but I can also see like, ah, uh, that's like a little too far. Like the main complaints, and this one I agree with, is all the characters seem to know, which in this story, there's this object called the veil. And everybody seems to know what it is, but they never care to explain it. And then- That's fair. I agree with that. Whenever you get to it, you expect an explanation. Like I was like, I need to beat this campaign so I can figure out what the veil is. There's none. Absolutely none. Now, there is a little bit in like post-campaign quests, which are still considered a part of the expansion. But in terms of the main eight mission campaign, there's barely any explanation for it. And I would be okay with this if the characters didn't act like they knew what it was. Like if it was this mysterious object that nobody knew what it was and it was kind of like a build up to something bigger, that's fine. But everybody seems to know what it is. And I didn't like that part. And it seems like a lot of the community agrees with me. Now, some people take it too far. Some people say this is worse than Beyond Light. I've already played this three times. Okay, this is I've gotten... The strand, the new strand subclass on all three of my characters. I still don't have stasis on my hunter. I I can barely sit through Beyond Light again. This is miles uh, better than Beyond Light, one thousand percent. I I played Beyond Light. Actually, Beyond Light's the most recent campaign I played because uh we went through that together. So you could so I could get a uh, stasis. 
basis, I could not tell you a single thing that happened. All I know is that there was we fought Vex. There was this old Vex guy we talked to, and then there was Exo Stranger. Other than that, I couldn't tell you anything. Oh, and we get Stasis, but that's that's no story points. <laughs> it is at least from playing Lightfall. I mean, maybe it's because I just finished it, but like I'm sure a few months from now I could tell you what happened in Lightfall. Well, do you remember the last boss fight of Beyond Light? No. It was Aramis. Do you remember? I you I know you remember the end of the Witch Queen, but like the end of that boss fight at the end. I mean, it's the title. Oh yeah, it's the title. But also, Sabathun's just a very memorable character, and it's a memorable story. And I still think, with all my problems with Lightfall, I will still look back on this font. I still I look on it fondly. I'm having I'm still playing it. I I think I'm... the story does leave a lot to be desired, but the gameplay and the new uh, mm-hmm. subclass is. Some of the best uh, campaign level design I've played in Destiny. One one thousand percent there. If you're a fan of Spider-Man PS4 slash PS5, I guess now, um, it's just that but first person. Yeah, like you cannot go wrong putting a grapple hook in a game. It just makes the game better. Okay, if you can grapple around and feel like Spider-Man, I mean, like whenever Fortnite put the grapple hook in with the Spider-Man gloves, it made the game better. It every game would benefit mm-hmm. from a grapple hook. It is simple fun rules yeah the gameplay i think overall with the new subclass is just amazing like i don't know the fact that like you can swing around obviously but then you can use that grapple hook ability to like swing into enemies and you could press r1 to like do a powerful attack there as well as when it works you can do a uh, ground pound as well i mean i only played as hunter so i don't know what the differences are between like uh, warlock is a very it's based really around uh, summoning. You can summon these things called Threadlings, and there's a lot of abilities to build into. I can have, like, my Warlock, that's my main. Um, I can have, like, eight of these little creatures running around at a time killing stuff, and it is a lot of fun. And then Titan. Yeah, see, that's cool. Titan is all about, um, there's this thing called Suspend with Strand now, and it, like, ties them up in, like, little spider strings. Um, Titan's, like, apparently the best. It is absolutely insane what Titans can do right now. But Titans don't know how to use them. They just know how to punch. They just press R1, you're good. That's the Titan rule. <laughs> but, yeah, and then with Hunter, I like how you can throw the, uh, the little old, thing. Old dart. Dagger. Yeah. Whatever it's called. And then if you time it right... Which is once you play it with for a while, it's pretty easy to do. Uh, it regens faster, so I think that's a little cool thing that they added. Yeah, like Destiny then, gameplay wise uh, has always been the strong. super is amazing as well. The super is really cool. It, it, you just pull out a rope dart and just go ham on mm-hmm. people. Like it's it's just so much fun. Like I I can't. It's hard for me to talk bad about this expansion. Like IGN gave it a five out of ten. I was like, okay. That's criminal. I mean, but we're not sitting here. Like, I will never say that our opinions are fantastic, but, like, at least we put in thought and care about what we say, whereas IGN, I think, just throws out a number. Like, also, how can you really review the expansion whenever the full expansion hasn't really dropped? Because the raid comes out this upcoming Friday, and that is, like, a whole third of the expansion. That's why, that's a big Mm -hmm. reason why people buy expansions is for the raid. So there's a lot of things. It's like, say what you will about the campaign, but this expansion total-wise is one of the better ones, in my opinion. We get a new subclass, new raid, and if the raid's going to be anything like uh, last year's Vow of the Disciple, it's going to be good. I think people, you just because one of the part of the expansion's lacking, the raid team always delivers with raids and dungeons. Those are always the best part of content in Destiny, so it's always reliable. You can spend your money and know you're at least going to get a good raid. Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, we didn't even mention 
Neptune, awesome oh, area. Yeah, aesthetically I think looks amazing. It's one of the I've had more fun exploring it than a lot of areas because I liked Witch Queen's like Throne World area, but it's you know it's a swamp. You know it's mm -hmm. it's dirty. Like I liked it for the setting, but I've rarely gone back there. But I spent a lot of hours on Neptune already. A lot of hours. I've done most it's just, of the it's side just Cyberpunk quests. city. It's it's really is not what I expected. Whenever whenever they revealed the name Lightfall, I was expecting this very dark, serious story. But we got a more fun, lighthearted story before I assume next year, which is the finale, is probably not going to be as fun and lighthearted. So, but overall, I would say I loved it. I I can't think of anything really bad other than a little problems I have with the story. But overall, it's not too major. I still love it, and I continue to play it. Yeah, I would definitely, as a whole, say, if you are a Destiny player, and you liked all the campaigns, all the raids, all the dungeons that you've played before, I think this is definitely something that you should pick up. It's, I mean, it just... Destiny fails to... Uh, never fails to impress, I would say. Because I was excited to see what uh, they were going to do with this expansion. And so far, I mean, I haven't been let down. But I guess uh, we're, I guess we'll move on to spoilers now. I mean, there's not a lot to talk about because part of the problem with the story that I had is not a lot is explained. It's a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the main one is that uh, uh, something is currently not with us anymore. Oh, the witness? Being the Traveler. Oh, yeah. The Traveler died. I forget. Yeah, it's, it's, it's oh, dead. Rest in peace. The traveler just like at the end, there's like the traveler. Zavala is just like the traveler is gone. It's like oh shit, traveler and died. The witness opened a portal to somewhere where I don't know, but I mean that's fine. I don't even know where he went. But I think Dude, I think Ikora sent at the like, end. Oh sorry, what were you saying? I was just gonna say that like the witness is insane. I have no like even as a writer, I don't know how you would write in a way that we could defeat. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> last night. Me and Hunter, Hunter's our, one of our friends who plays Destiny with mm -hmm. us. We were talking, and we think that not necessarily that he should be the raid boss for next year, because the raid, only like 10% of the player plays does it, so I don't think you should put the big fight there. But we were like, also like, this should not be end of campaign, you can solo him. So we were like, do a 12-player activity that isn't like too mechanic-heavy, where you have to look up a guide, like more like a strike, where like there's, you have to do something to initiate you being able to damage him but you don't have to like go on youtube and like find a guide for it but like can you imagine just you and like 11 other people going to fight him i think that's the way to do it personally that would be badass because th that would make it feel it would make it feel 100 times better than a raid boss because raid bosses are six people now i know a lot of people especially the higher tier people they want difficult everything but i think cinematically <laughs> i think cinematically and I was telling Hunter this, you can have the witness as a raid boss, but then once we beat the raid, then the activity opens up to fully beat him with 12 people. That's how I would do it personally, because that's I think that's the only way to just to do justice to him, because I think there's supposed to be multiple bosses throughout a raid. First, every boss is the witness, but he chooses like a different form. Because I think there's a cutscene in Lightfall, and the witness does something, and it literally makes Callus bleed at the sight of him. And I think that if we fought the witness's many different forms, because he's taken them over the years, and we didn't know it was the witness until later, I think that would be cool. I agree. That uh, that definitely would be badass. That's the only way I could do it and do justice to the story 
the gameplay and the player base because not everybody does raids. Uh, Sam's never done a raid. Me and uh, our friend Hunter, we've <laughs> we've taken him through very dungeons. casual Destiny player here. He hops on for the campaigns. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm mostly the one talking right now because yeah. I watched the four and a half hour video and I know what's going on. Okay. No, dude, I watched my uh, favorite YouTuber, favorite Destiny YouTuber, Noah J four five six, play this. So, <laughs> yeah. All in all, I I mean, I had problems with Lightfall. I think most of the community did. I haven't ran into a person that hasn't had problems with it. It isn't as unanimous love for it as Witch Queen, but it's still great. It is still fun, and if you're still listening, I would just get it. Get into Destiny, yeah. because I need more friends that play it. It's not so bad that it's going to decrease the player base at all. So no. If anything, it probably just increased Lightfall, it. Lightfall, actually, it made... It hit a new, on Steam at least, it hit a new player cap. It hit more players concurrently playing than the original game's launch. What game launched and had more players come back for a DLC? Yeah. Especially, like, like it was, like, I by, mean, like, 40,000, too. It was crazy. Like, you know, I joked around about, like, Noah J streaming it. Like, it's whatever. I don't really care. But uh, the fact that he was streaming it, shows how popular it had to be for a person who has never posted any destiny content at all on his channel to feel the need to uh uh stream something like that also i commend bungie they released probably one of the worst like destiny expansions ever whenever destiny 2 came out it was just everything that was fun about the first game was gone and to see that turn around six years later on the same game is it still blows my mind that they're still going, especially in the same game. Mm -hmm. Which do you think whenever uh, next year when they wrap it up, I guess, are they going to wrap it up or is it going to kind of be like a, you think it's going to be a completely new story? Or they're going to, I happen, think they're going to infinity saga it where I think we're going to see okay. the, I think we're going to defeat the witness, but there's still too many loose ends to just wrap up next year. But so like the Vex, they don't really have anything to do with the story at all they're kind of just a nuisance that pops up every now and then it'd be cool after this whole light and darkness thing wraps up to explore more of them but yeah it's not really gonna and they're still sticking to destiny 2 they've said that destiny 2 is not going anywhere it's still going to be in Yo, the game in the engine 3. they they're adamant that they're not making it i mean they will have to at some point <laughs> my biggest thing is once next year comes out you can do it on ps4 next year whatever after that get them out okay i know with crossplay it's gonna be weird but at some point you gotta drop old gen because it holds games back last gen has stuck around longer than what it ever has been so and i mean that's a I testament just... to how powerful those machines are but we have we're already like if you look at it on the same timeline we're nearly halfway through what would have been the ps4's life cycle and like the ps3 would be still basically be getting games it's crazy to think about we just need to move past mm -hmm. it. yeah i think like gosh ps4 came out in what 2013 mm -hmm. the last like games that were made on the ps3 after that were like in like 2018 i think it was just like sports games because i remember a couple of my buddies had 360s and they would by uh the new sports games on there but after that it was gone and i know for a fact that like call of duties and stuff weren't being made on last gen but they still are now i mean i don't know it as long as the games that i play are still fun i'm not gonna hardcore hate on it but i do agree with you how it does hold games back like the only true ps5 game i've played was well i guess um also demon souls but that was a remake was uh, it was returnal and that game really like opened my eye to like if shit wasn't coming out on the ps4 still we could be miles ahead of this 
it's crazy i'm so glad spider-man 2 is not coming to ps4 because like returnal blew my mind and that i think that's the only game that i know of that was made for ps5 there could have been another game but i have no idea what oh, it's crazy that spider-man 2 is going to be coming out this year we have like heard Supp- nothing supposedly about it, some news will drop soon hopefully i'm sure (laughs) because it's supposed to be what holiday of this year if it doesn't get delayed fall or holiday i guess they haven't said that the trailer just said 2023 i think i may be wrong but i haven't seen the trailer in like they're they're also making a wolverine game yeah that might be why it's taking so long maybe i don't know but i guess is there anything else you wanted to add brighton about lightfall no i i got out pretty much what i wanted to say it's fun. All right. Well, I mean, that's all I had to say, too. So uh, tune in next week where we're going to be discussing something I am very excited to talk about, which is HBO's The Last of Us series. The series finale is this weekend, and we're going to be recording our uh, thoughts on it immediately after we're watching gonna, We're going to watch it so. and go into that. And here, we're going to do something different for TV. This is going to pretty much go for all TV shows. We're going to do the episode on it after it ends and i think we're just gonna do just spoilers pretty much from the get-go i think we can give a little bit mm-hmm. of our thoughts without spoilers but i think the main thing is especially for something like the last of us our mains we're gonna keep it separate but our main spoilers if you haven't played the games are gonna be from the games we're gonna separate it between tv mm-hmm. talk and then move into theories about season two and also just comparisons with the games and we're just gonna separate those if you're somebody who has played or has watched the TV show and wants to play the game because I can't think of really anybody who is vice versa. Like, if you played the game, you pretty much probably watched the TV show, and there's not much that changed in the TV show to warrant you getting spoiled. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much the same thing. So, I mean, unless the last episode really throws us for a loop, and I will say, if the last episode changes like really anything massive from the finale in the movie or in the TV show, I I can't talk. If the TV show <laughs> changes something drastically from the ending in the game, I'll have an opinion on it. I'll just say that. <laughs> I'm because they've stayed pretty true so far. I am very curious what the finale is going to look like, but I guess we'll see next week. So, uh, Bella Ramsey said that it's going to be controversial. Yeah, so but we'll like the, the game's ending is already controversial. I don't know if she's like yeah. I don't know if she's talking to the game people or to the general audience when she says that. But I guess we'll see. I yep. guess we will. All right, all right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye.